Hey y'all, do you ever feel stuck? Do you ever find yourself staring in the mirror and thinking, who am I and what am I doing here? Are you restless? Do you feel pulled towards something but you don't have a clue what that something is? Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm Hope Cook, your host. Here is a true story, y'all. A few years ago, before I turned the big 4-0, I found myself in a sinkhole of existential despair with the recurring thought of, why am I not happy? Being a medical provider, I wondered if this was depression or maybe a hormonal imbalance. I kept telling my husband I felt pulled towards something, but I couldn't articulate what that was. I finally surrendered to the pull and started listening to my inner voice and taking baby steps one at a time. I set forth on a journey to find not only meaning and purpose in my life, but also joy and enthusiasm. I didn't want to just slog through my days. I wanted to live the best possible life I could. I'm still on that path and I do not have it figured out yet, but I'll share what's worked and what hasn't, as well as interview others who are farther along on the path than me. Let's get started, because life is too short not to. Before you listen, just know that I did change the names of the people mentioned in the podcast. I later realized that I actually did work with a girl named um, Jessica, and she was amazing. So the Jess mentioned in the story is actually a made-up name. <laughs> I didn't want you to think that. I didn't want her to think that um, that she had a bad attitude. She was amazing. Thanks. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining me today. Today we're talking about energy. So I'm not interviewing anybody. I just want to talk to y'all for a little bit. So a while back, I wrote a blog post, a guest blog post for my friend Fernanda Sarmento. And she has a blog called Wise and Fun. She's a Reiki master and a wonderful writer. So I was honored that she asked me to write this post. And when she asked me what I wanted to write about, um, I decided on the topic of energy. So energy is everything, not just the energy you have like at a gym, but the energy that you bring to your workplace, your family, your conversation with other people, and also the energy that other people give off. So you can literally feel energy coming from other people and they can feel it coming from you. Um, I'm known as the woo-woo girl at my office, I think, because I talk about energy so much. <laughs> I'm acutely aware of the energy associated with complaining or with dreading like the day's schedule um, with how I interact with my coworkers and with my thoughts that I have about each patient. These three are potent predictors of my workday satisfaction as a dermatology physician assistant. So yeah, the old me before I like got into yoga and reading all these uh, personal development um, self-help books and hearing about energy, the old me would have said it was baloney. I figured that I could say or do whatever I pleased in my mind since it only affected me. I'd mentally sort of roll my eyes, sigh. Uh, at work, I would look at my schedule, just, oh, all right, let's go, and kind of dread, you know, the patients ahead. Not every patient, of course, but 
I'd look ahead and say, oh my gosh, hair loss, or I've got a new patient with a rash who also wants a skin check. How do they expect me to do that? The voice in my head was the queen of, you know, snarky comments and, you know, I'd even kind of say curse words in my head. (laughs) Obviously not to patients, but, you know, I'd be like, crap, I'm running behind or are you really going to ask me to look at your kid's picture on your cell phone when they're not even here and it's not their appointment? So anyway, there was that. Yoga teacher training and 300 self-help books later, I began to think about things differently. I noticed that if I didn't look at my schedule ahead of time, if instead I just went into each room with an open mind, the day went much better. Likewise, if I just happened to be in a great mood on a particular day, the patients seemed to be in better moods and the day would go more smoothly. If my kids were fighting in the car and I was running late and I was in a foul mood, I would go in the rooms with different energy. And on those days, my patients also seemed to be testier or less, less friendly. Um, at my last job, it was, I started working with a new medical assistant, um, and I was taught the lesson of how big an impact energy could have on a workplace. The first thing I noticed when I met Danny was her radiant smile. Her entire face lit up. Her joy and enthusiasm were contagious. She would call the patients from the waiting room and ask a few questions before I went in the room. I was surprised to hear patients like chatting and laughing with Danny as they walked down the hall, something that I had not noticed with um, the other medical assistants. Jess, another one of my medical assistants, was perpetually sour-faced and her attitude matched. She would drag her feet. I could hear her walking down the hall because she would shuffle and drag her feet. Uh, She would mumble when she talked to me, um, move slowly when I asked her to do something. She would sigh, you know, sigh out loud when I asked her to do something. And I just avoided interaction with her as much as possible. I would do as much as I could myself to avoid having to ask for her help. And on days when we had to work together, my mood would sort of dip. But within days of Danny working with me, I had an aha moment. Patients were nicer. I felt nicer. My coworkers also seemed perkier. I started smiling and feeling more relaxed and happy. And as my energy shifted, my mindset shifted. In the previous months, my mindset had been, I have to see 35 patients or I have to stay late today until I finish my notes. One day I was reading a Byron Katie book um, and I had another epiphany. It was that the situations themselves were not the problem. Um, my resistance to the schedule of the patients or my coworkers, those were the problems. Those were what was responsible for my suffering. I decided to try a shift in my thinking. I didn't really think it would work, but (laughs) I shifted from um, I have to see 35 patients to I get to see 35 patients. I get to come to work here every day. I choose to stay late and work on charts. My mindset flipped from one of reluctance and obligation to joy and purpose. About this time, I also remember hearing um, Gary Zukov speak on Oprah about earth school and it was this idea that our souls are being sent to earth 
to learn specific lessons. So, you know, if you believe that we have a soul, his idea is that, you know, each soul is sent to inhabit a human body. And while we're here, our souls have to learn lessons. Each situation or circumstance we find ourselves in is like an assignment from God to teach us something. Gary said, you get to choose how you respond. How we handle each situation determines if we move to the next grade. And I watched as Oprah interviewed a mom who had lost a child years earlier. And her life had just been blown apart. She had not been able to move on. Um, so Gary talked to the lady and he gently told her that she could choose how she wanted to spend the rest of her life. She could choose to live a life buried under a mountain of grief or she could live a life of love and purpose. And it was her choice. That was just a huge moment for me, learning that I had a choice in every situation. That made all the difference. Now, when I have a crazy schedule, it can't make me have a bad day. A late patient can't make my day awful. Neither can my husband make me mad. My motivation became one of love and learning as I try to walk into each patient room with my inner light shining. I try to remind myself that the patients aren't just physical bodies with foot fungus or hair loss. They have souls too. They're learning their life lessons through trials and hardships just like me. Even if their human selves struggle with anger or frustration, I try to look into their eyes and, you know, search for a sliver of light. I try to smile. I try to breathe, relax, and remember that I am choosing to be there. Now, there are plenty of days when I still feel overwhelmed and anxious. I still get my feathers very ruffled when a patient is 30 minutes late, especially if they've already been to the office a few times so they know how to get there. <laughs> and, I, and so I constantly forget, and I, God keeps reminding me. Often, when I think my energy is earning an A-plus in earth school, then I get a really tough pop quiz. My kids will throw down like nobody's business and bicker and call each other names and shout and just, you know, terrible evening. My husband and I will have a disagreement. I'll burn the pizza and have to throw it away or I'll get in a fender bender when I'm already in a hurry. These are all tests. I think I make some A's, many B's, and occasional C's and D's. I think of Danny's smile and energy, which makes me strive harder for an A. I try to remember I'm at midterm in my life. There's still plenty of time to turn things around before the final grade. So think about your life and think about any trials or hardships you've had lately. And don't be hard on yourself. Try not to judge yourself, but maybe think of it as a, um, an assignment. And do your best to make an A, but also be willing to chalk it up to learning and accept that you're not going to make A's every time. Thank y'all. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast, Recharting Your Life with Hope. Everything I discuss in this show reflects my own views and opinions and not those of my employer. 
Although I'm a physician assistant in my real life, any advice or tips you hear on this show should not be used as medical advice. If you like what you hear, come on over to HopeThePA.com or follow me on Instagram at HopeThePA.com.